Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode 47. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Metcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Hello, everyone. So great to have you here. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and you're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. Today is a biggie because I had so many questions <laughs> coming in over and over, comments and questions about this topic, how to make your partner feel like a priority. Uh, Patricia C. wrote in and asked me just like that, how can I make my partner feel like he's a priority? Uh, I got one from Jack L. who said, my partner complains that she never feels like a priority. I feel like I do so much for her. I'm so frustrated. Help. There were lots of exclamation points. And I got a bunch more really all on the same line of people feeling frustrated. Like, I feel like I do those things and yet they don't feel it. Or I just don't even know anymore. <clears throat> How to even start. So what I did to prep myself for this episode is I actually put the question out to my tribe. If you don't follow me on Facebook, please do, because I post these kinds of questions and I love the answers. Um, and what I asked was, how, what does your partner do? You know, how do you know when you're, when you're a priority to your partner? That's what I said. So, uh, and I got answers like um, when their needs are taken into consideration first, you know, when a decision's being made and their needs are first, making an effort to spend quality time. I heard a lot and I really want to, I'm going to talk about that today because I think that's so ambiguous and ambivalent that it's very hard to know if you're doing it. Um, putting down the phone and giving their full attention came up over and over and over. People, I've, I've done another episode on fubbing, using your phone in ways that don't help your relationship. So <clears throat> I would ask you to go over there and check it out. But in the meantime, just know that that was a biggie and came up over and over. Um, he does something to let me know he's listening. And, and someone else who was actually male said, yes, listening. Listening is a biggie. 
when I mentioned I'm going to do something around the house and he does it for me as a surprise. So, and that came up in different ways. You know, if I, if I say something and then it shows up in my world, you know, even if I didn't do it as a direct ask, but the person was listening, my partner was, again, it comes back to listening. The, you know, being reminded that you're beautiful or that you're handsome or appreciated or worthy or anything like that. We all seem to like the words, both men and women, making time for adult conversation, uh, supporting each other and achieving your goals. It definitely support and having time for your own life came up a few times. So having your own friends, your own things, girls weekends, guys, golf trips, whatever. That sounded so sexist as I said that. Sorry. Girls can have, women can have golf trips also. Um, feeling heard, things like being greeted at the door and all those things. Uh, feeling like you're more important than work, other friends, activities, or the kids. All of these things came up. The problem with a lot of them is that what one person thinks is listening, another does not. What one person thinks is quality time, another does not. So I'm going to break that down for you today so that you know, <laughs> so that you know if your partner is feeling like a priority from what you're doing. So that that's the good news of today. That's what you're going to learn today. Uh, and I, of course, have a little two-step process like I always do for all my stuff, right? Help you do that. Now, if you do listen, though, to all these scenarios, they pretty much boil down to time and full attention in some way. Uh, even listening is giving your full attention, right? So when we make time for others, they feel important. End of story, bottom line <laughs> is making time. Now, once again, what does making time mean? So for some people sitting in front of the TV, watching a show together, you're making time to sit with them and do that. Some people feel like that's very connecting. Others are like, no way, that's not connecting at all. So that, again, the secret <laughs> is that whatever this time is, it needs to be what I call, drum roll, here, I'm going to do it on my desk, connecting time, not just quality time. So what is connecting time? What is connecting time? Connecting time has two components, and neither of them, by the way, has to do with the length of time you spend. I want to be so clear on this. It's uh, the fear I hear a lot is all this time, I'm so busy, I don't have all this time to devote. Yet, number one, yes, you do. But number two, you don't have to use all that time. Stop that. I, I don't know what you're worrying about. It's not a real thing. It's not, that's not what I'm talking about. So connecting time means that your partner has your full attention, that's the one component, full attention. And the second component is your goal is one of listening and connection. It's got to be that. You're really listening to, to connect. So for example, it does not take a lot of time to greet your partner when they come home from work or errands or whatever. I talk about this all the time, don't I? I know I'm a broken record because it's a biggie. And I'm telling you, it's one of those game changers that couples come back in and they go, wow, that really changed things. This little small thing. So when they walk in the door, you stop what you're doing and you physically go greet them. Make eye contact. So don't just greet them. Don't just go, hey, you know, <laughs> make eye contact. You might say something like, hey, I'm so glad you're home or, you know, uh, I'm glad you're here or welcome home. Any of that. You could say any of that. Maybe help them with whatever they're carrying or ask them if you can get them anything. Or you could also make out at the front door. It's allowed. You know, you can have a nice kiss and hug and real physical connection. It, again, doesn't take long, but this is connecting time and it carries so much weight. People 
remember it. Even if they consciously say, oh, that doesn't mean a lot to me, their subconscious, trust me, really pulls this in this very specific time in, and it really means something. These are those micro connections you've heard me talk about on other podcasts. So super important. Uh, I have to tell you, a lot of people commented on coffee, you know, so (laughs) being brought coffee, you all, I, I don't drink coffee, so I'm not in with this thing you all have, but, or a lot of you have. So yeah, another member of my tribe, they commented that Uh, She said that her husband brings coffee to her bedside every morning and then goes and starts the morning routine with their two young children. And this gives her, you know, a few minutes to wake up, to relax. She enjoys her coffee. She said it's just a few minutes. It's not like she can lay there for hours. (laughs) But again, it's a small gesture with big impact. And this is what's great about this one. He's not even spending the actual time with her. He's spending time making the coffee and then he's spending time, you know, bringing it to her and going to take care of the kids. But he's not actually sitting with her, staring at her, asking her lots of intimate, deep questions. Yet this feels super connecting to her. This feels like true connecting time. And she feels like a priority and special and number one. So she ends up sitting there feeling right, totally loved and supported. That's what you're looking for. So connecting time is something that will make your partner feel in some way like a priority. But you've got to remember that, again, connecting time, I say this over and over, is different for everyone. So what makes one person feels like a priority isn't what another person wants, because uh, obviously different people want different things. We're all built different. We're geared different with what we like or don't like. So you can't decide what your partner needs. They need to tell you what it is. (laughs) And what generally happens is that we do things that we like We do things we like to have to show we're a priority. And then we wonder why our partner isn't more grateful. We we feel like they're so ungrateful when for them, that wasn't a big thing. So I've created a simple two-step process for making sure you're creating connecting time so that your partner feels like a priority. Here you go. Simple. Two steps. We're going to hit it quick and easy today. Number one, step one. This is crazy. I know. You'll never believe step one. It's so outrageous. Ask them. (laughs) Duh, right? Ask them. I know it seems obvious, but most people don't actually ask their partners what they need or want. And like I just said, most of us know what we like and then end up doing those things for our partner, thinking they'll be happy with that too. And that's not the way it goes. Or another thing that happens is maybe your partner has asked for something previously you know, they've said, oh, this X makes me feel like a priority um, and, or made some comment about how that felt so good. And you go, oh, Eureka, this is it. I got it. This is what they want. Only to find out that you misunderstood or you misinterpreted their response or, or maybe it was something they wanted previously and don't want now. So people's wants and needs change over time. And if we got together when we were both in college, but now, you know, we've got uh, real jobs, a mortgage, 2.5 kids, we're going to need and want different things than those, you know, carefree college alter egos did, right? It's just going to be different. So what worked in an earlier stage of your relationship might not work now. And I'll hear people say this. Well, you used to like this. Well, when I used to do it, you loved it. Like we have to come up with some reason why it's okay that I don't love it anymore. I have to justify why that doesn't make me feel like a priority anymore. And we don't. So all those things could be true. So when you ask someone 
hey, what do you need? What would, what could I do? What would I be saying? How would I be acting for you to know that you're a priority in my life? And get the answers there. Ask a lot of the, ask the question a lot of different ways. And then step two, again, drum roll. This is huge, crazy, wacky, almost as wacky as asking them. Step two is you got to listen to them. (laughs) I know it sounds simple, but it's not as easy. It's, it's, It's simple, but not easy, right? After you ask, you really need to listen to their response. What are they telling you is important to them? Most of us think we're listening and we're not. And I'm going to give you a great example that just happened a couple weeks ago with a couple I was working with. Um, I'm going to call them uh, Courtney and Bill for the sake of an- anonymity, okay? And this is, it's so perfect what happened. So <laughs> it really speaks to this. So I'm in session and I had Bill ask Courtney what she needed to feel like a priority because she had been complaining about this very issue. And she said, and I'm quoting here, I want you to spend more time with me. Well, Bill, right in front of me, Bill jumps in and he's like, but I I spend tons of time with you. We watch our shows together almost every night. Uh, You just came on that business trip with me. We go out on some kind of date every single weekend. We do that religiously. I, you know, he's arguing with her. So, and this probably sounds familiar to a lot of you listening right now. So here we go. Bill did the right thing by asking. I'm prompting in session, but then he didn't listen. He didn't listen. You need to avoid Bill's mistake. Do not, I repeat, do not argue that your partner is wrong when they ask for what they want. It is not okay to argue that they're wrong. If they're saying it, then that's how it feels to them. It doesn't mean it's your reality. It means it's your partner's reality. So if you don't agree, so if you're Bill and you're like, hey, I just did all these things. What are you talking about? How could I? And he, of course, in his head is going crazy going, I can't spend more time than I already do. I'm going to have to quit my job. This is ridiculous. It's because, again, this wasn't connecting time. Okay, this wasn't connecting time that they were spending. So it's not just the amount of time, as I keep saying. So if you don't agree, like Bill didn't agree, then your job is to figure out why it feels this way to them. Now, now you're going to kill me, but you got to ask, you got to figure it out without asking any kind of interrogating why questions. Well, why do you feel that way? You know, you can't, you can't say that. I'm going to teach you how to say it, but I'm just uh, being clear. You you don't want to come back as if it's a debate. Well, I don't understand why you feel that way. You, you know, to give me, give me 10 reasons. I don't understand. You know, that is not going to engender a loving response. So I, in this case, I kind of interrupted Bill and I said, let me, let me take this over for a minute. And I, I, you know, I modeled or I showed him what I wanted to do. So, and then I asked Courtney some clarifying questions. So what I asked, I said, I asked her, um, i trying to remember what I asked. I said, Courtney, <laughs> when was the last time you felt like you were spending quality time with Bill? That was the first thing I asked. And this is a great question to ask your partner. You know, when's the last time you felt like a priority? If you, if you can't get to the bottom, uh, this can be something you ask. And she answered, you know, it doesn't even really matter what she answered. She, she mentioned sometimes she felt like a priority. And then when she gave me the example, I asked, what specifically 
about that time made you feel connected? Because people tend to be vague. Well, we went on that trip together, or we did this, or that time you told me I was beautiful or whatever. It, it's not enough for people to know how to replicate it and how what it really what you're really looking for. So you got to ask those follow-up questions. Uh, and this is where the meat is. This is the, the meat in the sandwich, in the how to be a priority sandwich. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Because it's never about, again, the amount of time you spend, but the quality of that time, that connecting time. And I will tell you for sure that once you spend more connecting time with your partner, you're going to find that you actually, that they actually make less demands of your time, not more. When they feel the love, they are not in your face for more. It's when they don't that they keep asking. And what happens when they keep asking is you feel like, oh my gosh, they keep asking. This is like an avalanche. I'm being suffocated. I feel trapped. I can't get out of this. I don't know what to give them anymore. It's going to be too much. I'm out. And then you end up with nothing. So don't, don't take that. Don't, don't go there. So as I talked to Courtney about this stuff with Bill, you know, I said, well, you know, Bill is saying you watch these shows and you went to the business trip. What it turns out is that these hours at night watching their shows actually felt very disconnecting to Courtney. She wanted to talk and Bill, of course, was just very tired and he wanted to zone out. And this isn't, uh, because actually both of them work full time. So this isn't like, and they have childcare and other stuff. So this isn't, this is just some somewhat of a personality and a timing thing. And I'll tell you, this relates to me too. If my, if my, if Gary, my partner's ever listening to this, he knows he'll sometimes ask me something that's kind of heavy, literally when we're in bed about to fall asleep or at the end of the day, you know, he's so great. Cause he asks me questions. I'm exhausted. I do not want to get into a deep conversation about, you know, Max's schooling at that point or about uh, some bill that's owed or whatever. I, I don't want to have those deep conversations at that point. I'm pretty, pretty toasty. But earlier in the day, I'm better. He's just got more energy later for those kind of conversations than I do. So some of this is a person, you know, but kind of a personality or personality makeup, you know, how you're made up kind of thing. So I, I do want to say that. So For her, this was this disconnecting time. And for Bill, he felt like he could zone out. He had her right there. A lot of times they'd sit on the couch, apparently, and he was talking. He said, you know, I hold your hand or I put my arm around you. Sometimes you're leaning on me. But they would almost always both have their phones out. And Courtney, too, she admitted, like, she put her phone out, too, because it didn't feel like really connecting because he wasn't there. She was bored. She said, I get bored watching 
TV. And I will tell you, this ha- this does happen to me. I do not like watching TV and my partner likes watching TV more than me. Um, and so I tend to be on my phone when we're doing that or answering emails or doing work because I can't, I have trouble just sitting there staring at the screen. Like I don't, <laughs> I, but for him, you know, he's kind of engaged and, he, you know, he jumps up and does some task and then comes and sits back down. He, he He's just, again, built different than me for what engages him and what holds his uh, attention. And you have to think of this when you're with your partner. So, and going along in the business trip was okay. But once again, Bill was distracted with work and Courtney felt like she was being added on after everything else was done. You know, at the end of the day, when all every, all the conference stuff was done and all the business stuff was done, then they would do something together. And uh, for her, this, and again, he's on a business trip. It's understandable. He, she got it that she wasn't going to be a first priority of business trip, but for her, it didn't feel like connecting time. And again, for Bill, it did. He loved having her there on the business trip. Actually, he loved coming home to her, you know, to the room to her later. Uh, the same thing with date nights, they were good, but they often went to the movies or saw a show or did things like that. So again, these weren't times they were really talking. And so when I really asked Courtney, when we finally, and it took a few rounds, what she really wanted was Bill's full attention, not doing anything else, and to for him to engage her in conversations about her life, her thoughts, and her feelings. That's what she really wanted. That's what she was looking for. So all this time spent wasn't getting that job done. So you always need to ask clarifying questions because otherwise it's your interpretation of what you think your partner means when they say something. It might seem obvious to you. I, I'm telling you right now, some things are going to seem obvious, but don't get sucked in. It's not. <laughs> Find out specifically what your partner wants to feel like a priority. What specific a- actions would you be taking? What would you be saying? How would you be behaving? What would you guys be doing? Whatever. Ask those kind of questions. So if you're, for example, if your partner says, um, let me think of a com- a common one is I, I, I want to feel heard. Love that. I want to feel heard. How the hell are you going to know if they're feeling heard? So ask, can you give me an example of when you felt heard before with me? What have, you know, what did I say or do that let you know I was hearing you? This is the way to do that. That's the perfect way. Cause they might tell you, well, you really, you put down your phone, you came and sought me out in the house. Um, you asked me questions in a really nice way. You were really gentle. I don't know. They're, I'm not sure what, what your partner will say, cause I don't know them, but these are things people have said in my office. I can tell you that. Uh, so if your partner says, um, think of another one. Oh, I want you to think of me first. That's a common one too. I want you to think of me first. You, you again might ask, can you give me a few pointers on how, you know, I'm thinking of you first again, what am I doing? What am I saying? How do you know I'm thinking of you first? What happens? And if they're vague, you need to push. You do. This is your job because they're going to hold you accountable to this. Well, you asked and I told you, and then you didn't do it. How many of you have heard that one, right? Well, you know, we have these conversations, I tell him what I need, or I tell her what I want, and then she doesn't do it, or he doesn't say, he doesn't fall through. I think it's mostly because of this. People aren't clear on what they're supposed to do. They have these sort of vague instructions that don't seem vague when you say them. I want you to think of me first doesn't sound so vague, but it really is when you stop and go, huh, how would I know? And again, the things that you think 
would make that happen. How you feel when you know your partner's thinking of you first is often not what they're thinking and how they're doing. So almost any response they give will need some clarifying questions because you might think you already, again, do nice things for your partner. Um, and again, don't make the mistake of arguing and listing all the nice things you do. Again, if you, what your partner wants or considers nice things is likely not what you consider doing nice things. So if they're asking you to do them, it's not because they forgot all the things you've done before. So stop listing them. They're asking because they didn't think of what you did as in that category as of nice things or it might be a nice thing, but it wasn't exactly what they want. So they might say they want you to do nice things, but that's not really the answer. Once you start asking for specifics, you might find out that it's not doing nice things. It's actually when it's clear that you thought ahead, you anticipated something they might need. Maybe that's it. Uh, I'm telling you, it happens all the time. What what your partner will say is what they want isn't actually what they want. And that's why things don't register because they don't have the words for it. They're not clear. So help them be clear. So in my experience, again, the, the breakdown is usually because you're not giving your partner your full attention when you do something. So again, you might spend time watching that show, but you're on your phone, you're answering emails on your laptop the whole time. So you need to put your phone down. You need to close the laptop, step away from the stove, stop folding the laundry, uh, stop playing with the dog, turn off the TV, whatever it is, stop what you're doing fully, fully. If it, maybe your wife is coming home late from work and maybe you know it, it's very nice that you, maybe you saved her something to eat. That's so great. You made dinner, you saved something to eat, but what if you also set the table for her and warm the food once she gets back and sit with her for a while while she eats her late dinner? What about that? Or maybe you're home all day with the kids and they need to eat early. This happens a lot. So the, the person who's the uh, home with the kids will eat early with the kids and then the partner comes home later and is eating alone. Uh, so instead, eat with the kids, maybe have a, sa if you're hungry, have a salad or something with the kids or have your vegetables with the kids and then wait and have the rest of your dinner with your partner or don't eat anything with them and, you know, just wait and eat later with your partner. These are nice ways to sort of share so you can actually talk and connect and really spend some time with them. Or you can eat earlier, but still sit later with your partner. I will say though, I've had a lot of partners who end up rushing through their meal when they feel like they're uh, husband or wife or partner or whatever is just sitting there staring at them, waiting for them to finish eating. <laughs> so, and I don't want them to rush. I want them to feel like you're having a moment together. So when you're sharing food, it's, it's a nice way to do that. Uh, any, any of those things would work. So I, now I want to share one of my favorite exercises with you that'll help you figure out how to show your partner their priority when all else fails. And this is Really, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to end today with this. It's such a good one. It's one of my favorites. It's, I call it the check-in exercise and it's, uh, I took it from Jack Canfield from years ago. I can't even remember where I read it that he, but it, he wrote it, not me, or he said, and I think he said he took it from somewhere. So I don't, I don't even know who the real originator is of this is. I know it's not me. So I like to give credit as much as I can where it's due. Uh, and what you do is this, it's the, it's a scale of one to 10 exercise. And by the way, this works at work. This works for your romantic partners. This works as parent to do with your children. I've done it with my kids. You can do this in a lot of ways. And here's how it works. What you do is you ask your partner, 
on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being amazing and one being horrible, how am I as a wife right now? How am I as a partner right now? How am I as a parent right now? How am I as a boss right now? Whatever you want to choose. But we're talking about romantic relationships here. So let's say you do it. How am I as a partner right now? 10, I'm the greatest partner who ever lived. One, I'm the worst partner. We feel completely disconnected. Now they're going to give you an answer on a scale of one to 10. (laughs) And whatever they say, and it's very rare that you'll get a 10 if you're asking this, because you're all there, right? So you're, you're usually asking this because you're really trying to check in and get the temperature of the relationship. And again, not what you think, but what your partner thinks. So what you want to listen for is that answer. So let's say they say five or four or six or seven, whatever they say, you, you're then say, what would it take to make it a 10? And they, here's the key and why this works. They have to answer you in the positive, meaning they have to ask for what they want, not what they don't want. Now, it's up to you to give them these things or not. Let me just say that. You don't have to do whatever they ask, but it's a, it's a great starting point. And why I like this is because a few things. One is they have to ask for what they do want. So it's a target you can hit. This is something you can hit. <laughs> it. Uh, I want you to nag me less is not in the positive, right? It's in the negative. Nagging less. How would you know if you nagged less? Is there a benchmark for nagging? Can you still nag? I can still nag you, I guess, then. I just can't do it as much. So I'll, I don't know, I'll keep track every day of my nagging. It's, it's craziness, right? So instead, you really need to, sometimes you need to push people because they can't think of what they do want. They can only think of what they don't want. And that, number one, is a problem in your relationship. No wonder you're not making, you know, creating a happiness between the two of you. No wonder they don't feel like a priority because they don't even know what it's going to take. They can't even tell you what it's going to take to make them feel a priority. How on earth were you supposed to read their minds and figure it out? So instead, it might be, you know, nagging. What is the opposite of nagging less, right? It would be appreciating more, I think, something like that. So you could ask for that. I'd like you for the next week to really focus on appreciating things I do and letting me know things that you appreciate about me. There you go. There's one. Uh, You, again, things that they can do. It, It might be, I'd like you to cook my favorite meals. I'd like you to give me a foot rub. I'd like you to, you know, whatever it is, I say up to three things. I always say no more than three. And again, I, I usually say you want it within a week. So don't, it can't be like for the rest of my life, you tell me what you appreciate about me because I'm not always going to necessarily remember that. And we're not going to know if I hit my goal or not. There's, there's no end to the goal. It doesn't mean you might not try to put that into the repertoire. It just means that for the next you know week, you're going to really focus on this thing. Uh, and what I'll tell you is you'll get great responses. You'll really get great information when you do this. You won't always get a great response. I shouldn't say that, but you'll get great information. That's for sure. And it'll really help you figure out how to make your partner a priority, how to how to put them first. And I know in my own life and relationship, this has been really helpful because it's one of those things I can ask or I can have, you know, when he asks me what, you know, when he says to me, here's the things I need to make it a 10. I love that I have a target to hit. I love that I know if I've done it or not. I know if I've made him lunches all week. I know if I've rubbed his feet. I know if I, if I greeted him at the door every day, I know if I did it. 
I, I can check it off the list. And there's none of that. You always, you never, uh, you know, any of that crap because you can't generalize anything because it's, it's just in this last week of what you did. And it's also e- easier to keep the focus for a shorter amount of time than again, for a longer one. And a lot of times just doing it, you can see this response in your partner and it makes you want to do it more because it has so much bang for the buck. They're so happy you're doing it. Now, if you're with anybody who says, well, I shouldn't have to tell you, you should know, <laughs> member my thing about not reading minds. That's crap. That's such a cop out. No one should know anything. It's acting like a victim. It's putting the blame on you. It's BS all the way. Don't accept it. Just don't accept it. Say, well, I'm trying to make the relationship better. I'm trying to help. So I'd really like to know what right now you it would take to make it a 10. I'd love to hear what I could do. And that's where you're going. So I'm just going to wrap up by saying, Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. It's not uncommon for people to say that their partner is their priority, but not back that up in meaningful ways. You've got to ask those questions and then take consistent action to show them they're number one in your life. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I know your time is valuable and I love when you hang out with me. I want to remind folks to please, please, please go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe. As you all know, I'm trying to create world peace. It is my mission. And the only way to do that is by lots of people knowing my information and having more access to it. All this great free. It's totally free. You're not, you know trying to call people's attention to something that's going to cost them money. I'm doing it all these things for free because I really do believe in my heart, in my soul, that if people were happier in their relationships, we would have less need for fighting, for bullying, for war, for all the things that make our world a not great place to live. So this is my way of trying to create world peace. So if you're on the world peace bandwagon, please share my podcast with people you know you think it could help. Please share my YouTube channel with anyone there. And please, please subscribe. Totally appreciate it. The link will be in the show notes. If you want to go, if you're forgetting my YouTube channel, it's just Abby Metcalf PhD. But if you're forgetting for some reason, uh, you can check out the show notes and have a great week, everybody. Thank you again. And I will see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.